do you want to start with your hole or mine? Well, I did some research about holes. Oh, okay. So you should go first. Yeah, I'll do my hole second. Okay, my hole third? No, your hole in the middle. Oh, my third hole. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello and welcome to How We Live Online. It's Christina. I'm Joanna. And oh, I said it's Christina and you said I'm Joanna. I'm it's Joanna. Um, yeah, welcome. We have a really good episode ahead and it's starting just this second. So you're I'm just super done. excited. I feel like a lot has been building to this episode. Yeah. This episode is about rabbit holes. Wow. I'm so excited. First, I want to say, like, in my research and in chatting to people about this episode, overwhelmingly, I have encountered the fact that different people seem to all have different definitions of what a rabbit hole is. Oh, okay. So I was just kind of wondering, like, if you, Christina, like, could lay out, you know, your thoughts. What is your, like, working definition in your head of rabbit holes? Of course, when I think of rabbit hole, I think of the Disney Alice in Wonderland falling down the rabbit hole visually. Mm -hmm. I also think about clicking on, like, hyperlink to hyperlink to hyperlink to hyperlink getting deeper into some kind of internet thing or like that's kind of my first thought but I would also say that a rabbit hole could kind of just be any interest that becomes obsessive yes I think I'm kind of like you like so, like a lot of people I talked to wanted to be like really specific about what they thought a rabbit hole was. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like, I see it as more of like a catch all for like several. It's like one of those things that, you know, when you're there, like, you know, when you're in a rabbit hole, it's more like the feeling it evokes. Mm -hmm. Like you said, um, obviously the term rabbit hole comes from Alice in Wonderland and it sort of evokes the sense of a disorienting nature of being, you know, stuck in a hole. Mm -hmm. Some things that come to mind when I think of rabbit holes are, um, and you kind of said this too, like, there's this idea of a rabbit hole that's like a single session. For example, yeah. you are going hyperlink to hyperlink, YouTube video to YouTube video for more hours than you intended to. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but then I think Rabbit holes also kind of describe like over time becoming saturated in a community or in a place on the internet that you can't really see out of, like an echo chamber. Mm -hmm. I think I would say those are rabbit holes too. I um, think I like the single the the single session feels the most like authentic rabbit hole to me. I think it is an authentic rabbit hole, but why don't you think that a rabbit hole is something you would be in? Like if you're becoming radicalized mm. on the internet yeah, and that happens over weeks, not over a single day, what yeah. would be your word for that? Not to put you on the spot, but. 
No, well, I think like going down, like the phrase going down of the rabbit hole, because it's so intense, feels like this, the beginning or like the single sesh. And then like something else maybe becomes obsession. I don't know. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, that year I was in the rabbit hole of this. Mm. Like in hindsight, over a year, I was like, really... I don't know. Maybe there is a word for it, listener. Just know that today I will be talking about rabbit holes as kind of both of those things. Yeah. I mean, it's whatever hole you want it to be. Right. But overwhelmingly, it is the first one, the single sesh. The first hole. Yes. Okay. Um, And so I read the first hole. (laughs) (laughs) I read a few articles about rabbit holes um, that I would just like to talk a bit about. The first one is called The Psychology of Why We Fall Down Rabbit Holes. And it's in the online publication Swaddle, um, published in 2022 by Kalia. And there were two or three, there were three interesting theories proposed about why we fall down rabbit holes. The first one is called Information Gap Theory, which essentially kind of explains a hunger for information that comes from curiosity, right? So you follow link to link to link because information kind of serves as a priming dose. So you learn a little bit, but then the more you see, the less you know, right? You learned a little bit, but then that just has more Mm -hmm. questions. Right. So that was proposed in 1994 by George Lowenstein. Some studies have also established a link between surprise and an increased drive to learn. So people really like to be surprised. And the third is procrastination. That people (laughs) really tend to fall down rabbit holes when they are procrastinating doing something else in their life. There have been a lot of like famous examples of rabbit holes, I think. One, and I think this was a story in 2017, um, an article from Grantland called Going Way Too Deep Down the Rabbit Hole with Nicki Minaj's recent bar mitzvah appearance. Um, that was pro that was referenced in a really interesting article called The Rabbit Hole of Rabbit Holes. <laughs> Um, which was in the New Yorker in 2015. Schultz wrote that piece. Um, And yeah, it was just a really, I guess what happened was that Nicki Minaj, there was a video post. Do you remember this, Christina? I wasn't yet a barb. (laughs) There was a big video of Nicki Minaj at a bar mitzvah. Um, Sorry, at a bar mitzvah? um making bottle with okay and (laughs) schultz this is a quote so schultz describes this video of Nicki minaj by saying you know four pubescent hands making bodily contact with the rapper Nicki minaj um and so people were really trying to understand like what was what was Nicki Minaj doing at a bar mitzvah, and who are these thirteen year olds? Um, 
And yes, yeah, so that was an example in this really um this really good article. Like I mentioned, I think people also talk a lot about radicalization and uh like right-wing movements. Interestingly, so that is often linked to YouTube. And mm-hmm. I think YouTube at one point there were several stories about um people getting radicalized on YouTube. Interestingly, since then, a lot of studies have kind of refuted the fact that YouTube radicalizes people. Um, and the main culprit, obviously, is YouTube's algorithm, right? People say that because of the way the algorithm, because of the way the algorithm is designed, it prioritizes this right-wing content and it prioritizes, you know, people falling into a rabbit hole by favoring things like watch time and clicking on videos after you watch your video, right? To make sure you stay on the platform and watch more ads. But there have been several articles that do not find evidence that really these rabbit holes are something that people fall into a lot. One interesting study done by a professor at Dartmouth analyzed the watching habits of a bunch of people on YouTube. And they found that 0.6% of the research participants were responsible for about 80% of the total watch time on YouTube channels that were classified as extremist. So I think that's kind of interesting and also could be why some of these other studies don't show these um, pathways of rabbit holes because it probably is something on the extremes, right? But like does exist. And the other thing about algorithms too is that since they're trained on data from other viewers, right? You would think that like Anytime somebody does fall into a rabbit hole, it would be more likely for the next person to fall into that rabbit hole too, because the algorithms are kind of learning the behavior and um, pushing other users towards that behavior as well, if it makes them stay on the platform longer. So that all to say, I think rabbit holes are kind of a common experience we all can relate to, but at the same time, we don't understand them very well. Um, And I think there's a lot to learn today. There's a lot to learn. So in the study, less than 1% of the people who were in the study made up for 80% of the, the craziness, basically. Yes. Okay. That's kind of they were down the rabbit hole. I know. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah, 6%, 80% of watch time. I mean, yeah, I mean, statistics are weird. And it could be saying something that's actually not that dramatic, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. But anyways, that to say I did some, like I said, I did some research about rabbit holes. And it was honestly, like, most of the things that came up first about specifically this idea of linking YouTube's algorithm to right-wing radicalization, like the evidence that I could find on that is not very strong. Although anecdotally, I think it is strong. So 
it's just something to hold in each hand and weigh with whatever scales you choose. (laughs) Facts. Yeah. I think that, too, so many people are like go down a rabbit hole because they're fascinated by something like 4chan like I, I'll never look at 4chan if possible anymore because I know that it'll make me feel so insane but I know people who like spent too much time on it and then would be like well maybe they make a point or like stuff like that I don't know, or, like, hate-watching something. Like, I, I think that, I mean, the, surpri- the surprise element is also, like, the spectacle element. Like, we watch something that shocks us or, like, makes us feel some kind of way, which you were talking about with the um, food, what I eat in the day videos, mm-hmm. too. Like, and then eventually there's this possibility that we are now indoctrinated into this thing because we just spent so much time watching it or whatever. Yeah. And the internet is such a place for rabbit holes. Yes. Like, how could you do that before with an encyclopedia? You're like, damn, I don't know that word. Let me look that one up. Let me look that one up. Then let me look it. Then you get tired and fatigued by lugging the book around, you know? Yeah. I had a really funny experience the other day. So I don't know if you would call it a rabbit hole. I guess by my definition I've laid out, I would. But also just a corner of the internet, right, that I'm kind of like saturated in is, I don't know if I've talked about this before on the pod, but, you know, I'm on Reddit and one of the subreddits I'm on is the Jeopardy subreddit. Okay, I love Jeopardy. (laughs) I got to watch it. And the other day, pause. You have not said this to me ever. Okay, sorry. But yeah, predictable. Okay. I it. That's fine. So yeah, I like the Jeopardy subreddit. You can get recaps of the games. I like to hear the commentary on the games. Anyways. Um, and then I was talking to some of my coworkers about Jeopardy. And all of a sudden it became really apparent that like they watch Jeopardy, but I watch Jeopardy. <laughs> And I didn't like I didn't go into the I went into the conversation knowing that I watched a lot of Jeopardy, but I kind of assumed like, oh, if you watch Jeopardy most of the day, I don't watch it every day, but like most of the days, then you would know the same amount as me. But I think also because I'm on this Jeopardy Reddit corner of the Internet, like my perception of the average viewer of Jeopardy is a lot different than reality. So I think that that kind of speaks a little bit to the disorienting nature of rabbit holes. Um, And that to say that I just was having a conversation with some people where I knew way too much about Jeopardy. And I it wasn't embarrassing, but it was a little bit silly. Is Jeopardy on every day? Yes. Every single day? Yes. Are there seasons or is it just every day? It's seasons. Um, so for most of the year, they have new episodes, but in the summer and stuff, it's reruns. Wow. That's like when new I talked to about Jeopardy. When someone in my program, well, not anymore because I graduated, but when someone in my program would be like, oh, yeah, like I watched, like I've like seen The Bachelor or whatever. And I'm like, 
well, like, okay, so, you know, Matt James and, like, his girlfriend that they didn't get together, but then they ended up getting together. Well, did you know that they actually didn't tell anybody this, but she almost broke her she got such a bad injury when she fell off of the like blah 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 in that scene and then she had makeup all over her head and the guy that was there with her like because she got they were skydiving Uh and she landed the way they landed was super fucked up oh no and so she like you know got like bruises and stuff on her face and body and they covered it with makeup but the guy that the skydiver that she was strapped to like broke his leg and there was no, they didn't say any of that in the, Oh my uh, God. Yeah, I know. So I was like trying to like reference that and like be like, it's, it's like this other thing that happened. And then people were like, what the fuck? And I was like, <laughs> what do you, what do you mean? You don't know. Uh, but it's like, of course you don't know because the bachelor never posted or reported or said anything about it. It's just because I listened to way too many other bachelor things. Right. Right. Um, but you know, we all have our interests. We all we do. have our interests. And but we all have us, interests to different intensities. Right. And some of those interests are in things that are real. And some of those interests are in things that are fake. Or, I like to say, not yet proven. Okay. That was my Twilight Zone. Can I do Avril now? Yes, that was a great transition. Thank you. Okay. Do you guys remember when Avril Lavigne died? What? Yeah. What's your, okay, so there's this, you know, internet conspiracy theory that Avril Lavigne is dead and that she's been replaced with a body double slash actress named, did you know that she had a name? Um, No, but I think someone mentioned it to me the other day. Melissa Vandela. Okay. Okay, wait, have you taken Portuguese? Because that comes into play here. Oh, um, just casually. Okay, did the do, is double L Aya or Ella? I think it's Ella. Okay, just curious. This has origins in Brazil. So tell me. I heard about this Avril Levine conspiracy thing in not when it first happened. Like definitely later in my teens, late teens. When did it first happen? You mean when people say that it happened? No, when did you hear about this? Yeah, I remember I probably heard about this in my in high school. Okay. Maybe early college. Yes. But you're saying this is something people talked about when Before. like when it happened supposedly? Okay. Here's the timeline. Please. Joanna and I knew of this conspiracy theory when it became popular in the U.S., which was 2017. And that is likely, I'm guessing, what you, listener, experienced when you first heard that Avril Lavigne is dead, slash Avril Lavigne has been replaced, slash remember when Avril Lavigne fell off the face of the earth? It's because she died by suicide and was replaced with... 
I know it's such a bad theory. It's so sad. Like, why couldn't she just have been like replaced? Like, why couldn't she be an alien? But they were like, no, she killed herself. And then she was replaced by Melissa Vandela. Um, okay, so, but the origins of the conspiracy are not from 2017. They are actually from 2011. But let's go through the timeline. So, Avril Lavigne's first album, Let Go, was the name of it, came out in 2002. Then, you know, she kind of does, and then she has her follow-up album, which is called Under My Skin, um, and that it that was released in 2004. And then we don't really hear from Avril. Avril's gone. But in 2011, there was a Brazilian blog called Avril Esta Morta, which is Avril is dead. <laughs> and in 2011, this blogger, um, you know, wrote this thing about how Avril Lavigne is dead. And after she released the first album, she was so pressured by fame and fortune. Um, and... Who are they? Huh? <laughs> I said, who are they? Who, the, the blogger? Who are Fame Fortune? Oh, I was like, I don't know the name of the blogger, actually. Um, fame and Fortune were putting a lot of peer pressure onto Avril Lavigne, and her grandpa died after oh. her... Um, it's like, why is this person making this thing up? So fucked up. Wait, do you think they made up that her grandpa died? No, her grandpa died. I mean, I think her grandpa died. When did Avril's grandpa die? One second. Chill out. What's she yelling for? He died in 2003. Right. So first album comes out in 2002. Second album comes out in 2004. We don't hear from her. And then randomly in Brazil, some person creates a blog post in 2011 that says, Avril is not the same Avril that we thought she was in 2002. In fact, I'm pretty sure that after her first album, she was so stressed and depressed about being famous and her grandpa dying that she killed herself. It also said that this person, this body double, Melissa and Avril, began, you know, a friendship before her death, obviously, um, and because she killed herself, um, Melissa decided to take her place benevolently before the next album release, which you can see in some photo shoot she did. She has the name Melissa like written on her hand. And that is where the idea comes from. Um, I'll get back to that in a second. So it gained traction um on internet forums such as atrl it said this thing says and godlike productions which i've never heard of ever um but like it was like early 2010s when this was first an internet theory um but people didn't really talk about it in the u.s i don't think yet but it began to get traction in um 
in like 2015, 2017, somewhere around there, I might have the dates mixed up, when a BuzzFeed, this is the height of BuzzFeed, right? When a BuzzFeed reporter was at BuzzFeed Brazil doing some kind of BuzzFeed event, and all the Brazilian BuzzFeed people were like joking about this theory, like, oh, Avril Lavigne is dead. And he was like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? And he like learned about it and thought it was so funny that he tweeted about it. His name is um, Ryan Broderick. So he tweeted like Avril Lavigne. There's a Brazilian conspiracy theory that like Avril Lavigne is dead or something. And so because it was such a crazy time for BuzzFeed and like everyone was following all those BuzzFeed uh, reporters because they really made themselves into like, you know, personas online. It blew up again. Um, but this time to like an, an American audience, which like when something blows up in America, it blows up just everywhere. So him tweeting that turned to like Gawker, Vice and all of those other big um, 20 teens blog or not blog posts, but like Internet um, magazines saying like, there's a Brazilian conspiracy theory that Avril Lavigne is dead. Let's look at it or whatever. And like basically a bunch of them, like, you know, they found the original blog post and it was what I said before, but it was also like, look, this picture of Avril, she has a mole here. And in this picture of Avril, she doesn't have a mole or whatever. And let's remember, Avril Lavigne is a very pale person. Don't you think it's possible that Avril Lavigne maybe had a mole removed or maybe no. she had a mole covered or maybe the lighting was different or whatever. And like the whole thing, you know, doesn't make total sense. And what's better than even any of that? Like, so, so then it was late 20 teens and in all these interviews, people are asking Avril, like, have you heard about like you being dead? And it's like the, um, it's like the Leah Michelle can't read thing where like, she was never quoted saying, no, I'm not dead. She was only quoted saying like, it's so crazy that people are saying that because like, that's an also really valid response to being like, okay, well I'm here. Like I'm, I'm here and I'm alive. Um, and so then people were like, no, like she never outright denied it. So she's really, she's really dead. It's really Melissa. And also there are just like so many really funny tweets about like, Alvaro would never do this. Like we're on to you, Melissa or whatever about like her doing some kind of like promotional you know, like skincare, like some ad kind of thing. And people are like, this isn't the real Apple. This has to be Melissa. And since the blog post was so old, um, it had been like, I think copied to a different website or like people were not referencing the original original. And I think too, after the first part of it gaining traction, like the original blogger, like ended up editing the thing or like maybe taking the original post down. So like no one like got to the first thing. I mean, obviously it's like an internet rabbit hole that was being passed around and passed around between all these different big magazines, um, online magazines. And so people were mostly kind of like echoing the things that they had heard from the other places, but not necessarily finding the original blog post, which had been like either taken down or deleted or like moved or something. Um, but I was looking at this, BuzzFeed piece from yeah okay so it was 2015 from Ryan Broderick here's how I accidentally made the 
an old Avril Lavigne death hoax go viral. So, you know, he goes through like, I was in Brazil. Everyone was joking about this thing. I thought it was really funny. So I tweeted it. And then everyone went insane. And I found the opening line to, like, I found the original blog post. And here's the opening line to it. And I'm going to have Joanna read it because it's in Portuguese and I think it'll be fun. And you can try to... Um, you want me to try to pronounce it? No, I want you to first try to pronounce it and also guess what it says. Okay. Because I think you can do it. It won't be too hard. This is from the blogger who was who created this idea of Melissa. Joanna is going to read the first line from the original blog post. Okay, I just need to do a little bit of a Portuguese pronunciation okay Felicidades. okay <laughs> esse blog foi uma forma de mostrar como teoras da conspiração podem parecer verdadeiras that was probably horrible i'm sorry to our we have any portuguese i uh, faction i don't even know i don't know what the accent sounds like like i would have just kind of made it up I know just a few words, but I can pretty much. So it says this blog was a way to show how theories, how conspiracy theories could be seen as true, could be thought of as true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This blog was created to show how conspiracy theories can look true. Wow. Like the original thing that was like, Avril's dead. The opening line was, I'm making this blog so that it'll go viral and be a conspiracy theory. And it worked. Right. Like, like they're doing it so that you can see how easy it is to be like, Avril is missing a mole. And yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And then it went viral in 2011 and like small viral. And then it went like big viral later in 2015. And then like, there are all these, then like people are still asking Avril about this, like, Melissa and then if you look up like Avril Lavigne you'll see like circles of her nose from like 2003 and now like this can't be the same bitch or whatever when it's so funny because you could do that with you could do that with Bella Hadid but it's just because Avril fell off fell off the face of the earth in the early 2000s and then like came back that's why people are like I mean no the reason people think she's dead is because of this fucking blog. But like yeah. the way that I, I think it blew up so easily is because like, oh yeah, she was gone for a while. Melissa? And it's also funny. That's really funny. I remember like my remembering of the theory. A lot of the evidence was like, she looks dead in her eyes. Like she has a different, like her the sparkle in her eye is gone. She has a different smile. Like it's, like it's like 10 years later, dude. Like when right. she, like she was like a teenager and now she's not. Yeah. I also remember a big thing being the Hello Kitty song and the Hello Kitty music video. That like that was just really a different style for her and like a weird video. And people were like, there's no way Avril would do this. It was Melissa. Yeah. That's more Melissa's style. Okay, so then I was like, well, what the hell kind of picture were they looking, were they, you know, 
referencing where Avril just has Melissa written on her hand. So mm-hmm. I, I literally just Google it. And it's from this photo shoot where she's holding up a fist and the word Melissa is written on her hand. Um, and then like more photos from the same photo shoot. Wait, maybe this isn't the same photo shoot. I don't know. She's always in a black tank top. Like how am I in the same eye makeup? Like how am I supposed to know? But when you just Google it, it's like, it looks like this is from the same, um, same photo shoot for like Lyme disease or something. So it's like maybe someone named Melissa like is suffering from Lyme disease. And then they just like, oh, like she has a picture of the name Melissa on her hand. So like, I'll use that one. This is the Brazilian bloggers idea, but it's really funny when you look up the tweets, it's like, um, yeah, May 14th, 2017, Avril Lavigne tweeted, feels good to be back in the studio again. Love Slim Secrets bars. They're yummy, healthy snacks to have when working out. Or when working. Hashtag ad. Hashtag Slim Secrets. And then someone said Avril Lavigne would never promote a Slim Secret bar. The jig is up, Melissa. And then there's that picture of Avril Lavigne, like, looking like she's punching or, like, looking, like, strong or whatever. And it has Melissa on it. And someone tweeted it and said, how sad, Melissa Vendela. You want to give more clues that Avril is dead? It's like, she killed her. With her oh my God. <laughs> so it's just a good joke. Never ending one. But it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, this star was really popular when she was really young. And then we didn't see her for a long time. And now guess what? She's older. But she's also Melissa, I guess. Um, That's wild. I did not know the thing about the blog having that first line yeah i know and it was literally like you bitches are gonna fall for this and everyone did yeah but not even the people in brazil they're just like that was so funny remember haha when that happened and then like just some american buzzfeed guy was like this is so funny and then everyone was listening to him so yeah well like you said if it was copied too people might not have like copied over the first line yeah and like inform misinformation can spread. It's so true. Which is to say Avril's definitely dead. And that's definitely Melissa. That's our stance at least. I also thought it was really funny because every time you go on like a big pop star's Instagram, if you look at the comments, it's like, come to Brazil, please come to Brazil. Like Brazilian fans are so funny. Like Wait, I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look at any Selena Gomez. I guess you don't know because you don't look. But I do know that like like international touring is crazy because most musicians will like only do one stop in every country. Can you imagine if like a musician you really liked was touring in America and like the city they picked was like so far away? Yeah, yeah. Ugh, people love Selena Gomez. It's so funny to look at her comments. They're all, I think they're written in Portuguese, but they're all like, my queen, my queen. Oh, I just want, I want to show you a screenshot of a thing. And it's like, come to Brazil, come to Brazil. I feel like every time I look until now when I'm trying to find it, it's just so many Brazilian flags. Anyway, if you're a pop culture person, you know what I'm talking about. You've seen it. 
It's fine. They just want something. They just want the people to come. Yeah. I want to go. Uh, yeah, we should we should go on a tour to Brazil. Yeah. I wonder what percent of our listeners are from Brazil. If it's one of our big international of our 10% international listeners. The more I look at this sentence in Portuguese, it just is there are Italian words and Spanish words in this. Like, yeah, it's all kind of Latin based. Yeah, I know, but it's just weird to see both in the same sentence and they're not, you know? I'm just like, oh, neither. Third language. Yeah, yeah. I it's got like, you. Um, I mean, it's obvious, like, it's not like anything. It is Portuguese, but it's also like the Minions. The Minions? Yeah, because the Minions have a language and it's like all, like, it's all romance languages jumbled into Minion. Oh, really? Yeah. Do people learn it? Like, they learn. Maybe it doesn't, maybe it doesn't. Hang on. Wait, do people know the How to learn Minion? How to learn Minionese. Want to learn Minion language? Here's a list of Minion words in their English translations. And then I just, I scrolled down to the bottom with the useful phrases. Hello. Bello. <laughs> Goodbye. Pupai. <laughs> All right, sorry. Now I'm going to get into this. Gotta go. Gotta get out. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Miss Avril. So I would like to preface this by saying I'm not a doctor or a dietitian. Okay. Oh, and you're both. You have a mic. No, I'm not. Stop. You're everything. To me. Aw. No. Okay. So my example of a rabbit hole um, is quite personal. And I actually just talked to my cousin who is vegan about this this past weekend and she remembers me being in this rabbit hole she's probably one of the only people i told i was in this rabbit hole um just to say like what i'm going to talk about is really funny and ridiculous to me right now so i will talk about it (laughs) but so everybody knows this feels like very shameful and embarrassing for me to acknowledge (laughs) my consumption in relationship to this content just to like put it in perspective and I'm sure a lot of people feel that way about rabbit holes that they went down or communities that they were a part of and have since you know taken the blinders off and have seen the light um but yeah those are my some of my personal feelings about this so Christina, do you have anything to say about that? I'm just excited. Yes. And as okay. you were saying that, I was like, some things I'm ashamed of. Right. right I, now, yeah. There's this one woman on TikTok who's like, <laughs> okay, Joanna's not going to know what I'm talking about, so I'm really talking to the listener. You know, HRH Collection, her vibe, except it's this lady who's like telling you like how to keep your man. And it's so toxic and it's so funny. And I'm like, yo, she's kind of right. She's kind of right. She's like, you, you call him and he doesn't need you or he doesn't answer. Even if you didn't call him for help, just say later, like, oh, you must've been so busy at work today, baby. I needed your help. And instead I just had to call this other man and he helped me. Oh my God. (laughs) And he's always going to answer his phone after that. And I was like, taking notes, taking notes. (laughs) <laughs> but you at least like like you said you 
are you both subscribe to it, but you also know that it's ridiculous. I did not know this stuff was ridiculous, really. Yeah, I'm excited. So as a little bit more background, I have been vegetarian since I was eight. And I was pretty vegan, a beautiful vegan, in fact, (laughs) for (laughs) periods of my life. Um, And now I'm definitely more vegetarian, but I still do like cook, mostly cook and buy only vegan food. Um, But I eat vegetarian if someone else is cooking for me or if I'm out because I'm just more flexible. And if you know me in real life, you know that I am not really radical in my views on this. Obviously, within myself, I am very flexible, like I just mentioned. Um, So I don't even hold myself to a high moral standard or, you know, any strict rules, Um, which is, I think, even more interesting why this very um, niche, extreme community appealed to me so much. (laughs) Because I don't try to, like, radicalize people on being vegetarian or vegan in real life. No, literally not not one bit. Joanna's like, I don't know. You've never been that way. Yeah, it's just, like, not, I don't know. It's just, like, I'm doing me. But you are not. Joanna won't, like, eat something that has, I don't know, like, chicken broth in it. Like, no meat ever, no meat. No, I mean, if it like if I had, I mean, if I didn't know it had chicken broth in it and I had it, I would be like, ah, (laughs) but you wouldn't be like, I'm so sad and mad or like I feel violated. Yeah, no, and it would be violating to like, I don't know if I like made you like a chicken pot pie and said it was like fake chicken. Yeah, someone did stuff a chicken nugget in my mouth once, and that was pretty violating. That's so I spit it out. It's a story for another day. What'd you say? Who was it? It was your friend who you just saw the other day. I think that we should just leave people's names in. Okay. Wait, no, I took out. You know what you did? I took out his name, actually. I take it back. I'll bleep these. Okay. Well, they know who they are. They know what they did. So I honestly don't remember when I was really most into the raw vegan community, I it was definitely probably sometime in late middle school or in high school. But I also think I kind of revisited it throughout the years at different times. Okay, so first off, what is raw veganism? If you do not know. Um, so if you don't know what vegan is in general, vegan is not eating anything plant based or anything animal product. And if you are a raw vegan, you eat a vegan diet and you also don't eat any cooked food. What? Yes, you don't eat anything cooked. Did you not actually know that's what that was? What raw vegan? No, I literally I didn't get it. I was like, oh, is it just like the most intense vegan you can be? Like like people who won't have honey? No, it's you don't eat cooked food. So, and people like have also different definitions for what cooked means. Like they have, there's different temperatures that like, um, you know, define if something is cooked. Um, so yeah, like Christina said, 
it's very shocking. You can't have like grilled veggie burger, cooked grains. So no pasta, no bread, no <gasps> beans. Um, you can't have most nut butters, jams, any pasteurized non-dairy milk. You also typically can't have salt. You can't roast vegetables. It's really like mostly smoothies and salads. Or what okay. 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 Back the fuck up. Yeah. I gasped so hard when he said no pasta, first of all. I know. Secondly, why not why not a nut butter? I mean, I guess it would depend on how you prepare it. Probably you could have like just yeah, just why like no a regular salt? nut. Why no salt? Because I guess salt, like, I don't know. It typically excludes salt. This is from vegnews.com. Salt must be made using high heat. Mm, But what, okay. Or is it raw, like, no seasoning at all? Because it has to be raw. Just its naturalness. I, that could be it. But it's mostly about this cooked idea. Because the idea is that in the raw form, uncooked, food is purer and healthier for you. That cooking food destroys important nutrients. <laughs> that um, if you eat raw food, you get more of those nutrients. They must shit so crazy. I like so embarrassed explaining this. Okay. Um, don't be embarrassed i'm not embarrassed i'm actually really excited for everyone i know to listen to this and be like what the fuck is happening in your head joanne i've literally never (laughs) okay to you guys so we've had this phrase raw vegan on our like season outline for months and months and months and i was always just like i don't know that is like weird i guess just intense vegans I don't know. This is different. I really didn't. Honestly, I didn't think any more of it than that. Okay. Think about it any deeper. Just you wait until (laughs) I looked down at my notes and I remembered something else. Okay. So food preparation for raw vegans mainly includes, I'm laughing so hard talking about this. Okay. Blending. (laughs) (laughs) Soaking. Sprouting, fermenting, and dehydrating instead of traditional cooking methods. Well, dehydrating is like jerky. No, the fermenting. Oh, you don't like fermented foods? No, I do. But it's like, why is that more pure to them than grilling a vegetable? So true. And if you're not fermenting it with some salt? um, Okay, so here's the... um, Here is where I say I'm not a doctor. I will like, but I am going to talk about the supposed benefits and the obvious cons. (laughs) So basically the benefits boil down to the fact that eating vegetables is good for you. (laughs) Obviously. Okay. And here are the cons. Um. Some foods are surprisingly more healthy when they are cooked, right? You can digest them easier. You can absorb more of the nutrients. This is a fact. Um, 
believe it or not, a lot of people who eat a raw vegan diet do not eat a nutritionally adequate diet. They <laughs> are not eating enough and a variety of the nutrients they need or, you know, the amount of calories they need to stay healthy. It's also inaccessible um, for most people, both by the volume of produce and raw foods that is necessary to eat a nutritionally adequate diet um, and by the cost of those things. So suffice it to say, this is not a, um, a supporting statement for this diet for anybody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, now. I will talk a little bit more about my experience in this community. Okay. If you are on any vegan corners of the internet or even like health corners, you probably see this too. You know that there's a big faction of formerly vegan individuals or ex-vegan people. Um, one, you know, popular one is Nicado Avocado. Have you heard of him, Christina? No. Okay. <laughs> well, the bottom line here is that many, there is a clear connection between people who are formerly vegan and people with a history of disordered eating, history, past, present, future of disordered eating. Um, a lot of people use a vegan diet as a form of restriction and raw vegan too can be a form of even more restricted eating. So um, I should have said at the top too, if you like are troubled by hearing a lot about food, please do not listen to this. It might not serve you. Um, but mostly this is just really funny. And if you can laugh along, I encourage you to. Okay. <laughs> I was there. We were there together. We are there together. Okay. We're here now. We are. So in a previous episode, um, I mentioned kind of the the fact about like youth culture on the internet and how youth are not the by numbers, right? The majority, but by their cultural impact, they are the majority. And I would say, like, vegans also fit into this category that, like, vegans are a very loud minority in general and on the internet specifically. Someone just yelled outside. Um, okay. There's also this, um, you know, raw vegans are popular on the internet, and veganism is popular on the internet. In real life, not so much, but there are some examples. I mean, obviously, we all see veganism becoming more popular in like mainstream dining options and at the grocery store. Um, raw vegan, too, is kind of, I think, remaining sort of at a stable level of popularity um, since probably about 10 years ago, specifically in fine dining. So, raw vegan is like a popular ish thing in fine dining we have elizabeth's gone raw in dc there's also the bad vegan documentary on netflix if you've seen that that highlights the raw vegan restaurant pure food and raw pure food and wine and like the bad business dealings that went on with that restaurant but i think it's this really interesting um like 
raw vegan fine dining, I think, toes this line between spectacle and lifestyle, right? Because like a fine dining restaurant is not somewhere that you're going probably every day. And it's probably not even if you go there, it's like for an experience, right? To have a meal that you might not have even realized was completely raw food, right? But it's not like the lifestyle that you're living, mm-hmm. um, which is what a lot of people on the internet are doing. Who are raw vegan? And who are these people? Let me tell you. Some of the popular names are Freely the Banana Girl and Fully Raw Christina. Ew. Yeah, sorry, girl. <laughs> no, okay. but the name. Fully Raw Christina. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yikes. Okay. So specifically, Freely, I'm pretty sure, and Fully Raw Christina um, are what you might call a frugivore or fruititarian. And they only eat fruit. That's what that means. <laughs> so not only are they raw vegan, but they only eat fruit. Frugivore is actually the word for like animals, like omnivore, right? Like people as animals that only eat fruit. Fruititarian, I think, is like the dietary preference. I don't know. This is pissing me off. It is. <laughs> Sorry. Am- no, no. I'm no. I am so fascinated. But I'm so pissed off at this idea. This is this this is so fucking stupid that it people is only eat fruit. Yeah, they're fruititarian. What can you say? <laughs> okay, so freely the banana girl specifically um, popularized this diet called raw till four, <laughs> which is the idea that you would eat raw until four p.m. And then eat like a cooked meal for dinner. And Freely specifically promoted and promotes raw veganism as a mode of weight loss. She is famous because she posted a what I eat in a day and she ate 50 bananas. (laughs) So that's why she's called Freely the Banana Girl. Um, And she you know, those videos where she eats 50 bananas in a day. Does and she that, like, get her, like, labs done ever? Like, did, does, like, what, what is the, what is her body made of? I don't know. Um, but she looks hot. I'm and like, the other important thing is that Freely specifically is Australian and she's lived in South America. So these people are hot. They live in interesting places. They eat a ton of colorful fruits and vegetables. And I think that they promote themselves as, you know, crunchy to the extreme, obviously. But they're living like this adventurous lifestyle connected to nature that is appealing. Really, obviously, like the 50 bananas, that is something that like I could clock as being weird. But something like raw till four was not something that I would have really thought was that strange. Yeah, I mean, that, like, that makes a little bit more sense because it... It does, but why? Right, it only makes more sense because it's like, yeah, no one wants to do that all day. 
Yeah, but there's also no benefit to doing it. Like, sure, if I'm going to naturally drink a smoothie and then a salad and then have my normal dinner, like maybe I'm raw till four, but also like I'm not going to hold myself to a standard of raw till four for some health benefit that doesn't really exist. Okay, I'm looking at her Instagram. Freely the banana girl, frugivore vegan, nutritionist. I help you stop binging and lose weight permanently on a fruit-based diet. I haven't even talked about the YouTuber that resonated most with me about this. Wait, what do you mean by that? There's somebody else who, this is the actual rabbit hole that I fell into. That is what's coming up. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I really, so when I was interested in these people, I was especially <laughs> I especially liked this YouTuber called Raw Alignment who <laughs> whose name is Elise and since um I'll talk about events have transpired now the channel is rebranded as evolving with Elise no longer Raw Alignment okay so Raw Alignment was raw vegan for periods of time and promoted that lifestyle specifically on and off. And uh, raw alignment was vegan for most of the time that all of the time that I watched them and for most of their time on the internet, they've been vegan. Okay. Um, The style of raw alignments, content and personality. She's very spiritual and enlightened. Um, very positive. She, you know, similar to Freely the Banana Girl, lived in Hawaii, so like in a very beautiful place. She worked on a farm. She had an open relationship. She maybe still does. I don't know. She made videos about how she didn't shave. She was a minimalist. She used she used natural cycle tracking as a form of birth control. She cured a UTI with a water fast. <laughs> and she okay, that I, one is not that crazy. I've done I well no, not she only drank water. That's it. She didn't eat a water fast. Okay, never mind. I mean, like you can kind of flush it out that way, but yeah. You don't need to not eat. Her she hiked the Appalachian Trail for 90 days. Her most viewed video, I've never seen this one, just FYI, this does not interest me, but her most viewed video on her channel of is of her cutting out her dreadlocks. <laughs> She's <Okay>. white. <laughs> okay, yeah, so really um, the banana girl, wait. Yeah. How can you be raw vegan on the app trail? I don't know. You'll have to watch her vlogs. <laughs> I honestly, like, when I was doing research for this, I was basically exclusively going off of memory and a few times I looked at the guru gossiper forums about raw alignment because I really could and I watched like maybe one of her videos but like I really couldn't watch them again because I just couldn't put myself in that place sorry viewers listeners okay but essentially like I really liked raw alignment she seemed like very authentically herself and like was had some things that like resonated with me like you know the minimalism and kind of like 
not like not shaving your pits, but like, you know, kind of like the sentiment behind that of like, why are you doing this? Um, And yeah, like the curiosity and sort of like questioning of norms. I think I just found that attractive as a viewer. I genuinely felt like she was trustworthy or kind of like a regular person who was just giving me slices into her interesting life. Um, And it was when I was watching her that I had a conversation with my cousin, right? That my cousin remembered about being like, hey, yeah, like I've been thinking about trying raw vegan or like raw till four seems like an interesting thing. And I like couldn't like, I didn't realize like the cons of that or like why that would be like a truly strange thing to contemplate um so famously raw alignment stopped being vegan and uh shocker because raw alignment also has been pretty open about the fact that she has a history of disordered eating so many people speculate especially on the forums that her veganism was primarily just a form of restriction. But she says that she had a lot of health issues. And it was coming to a point where she was just like not feeling good at all. So she ate eight ounces of salmon. And the next day, all of her symptoms vanished. Which I don't like deny, obviously, her experience. But also, like, a lot of people say, like, you know, if you are malnourishing yourself, you know, and not, like, eating the correct nutrients, like, maybe any amount of nutrients, even if they were vegan or plant-based, right, like, would have helped your symptoms vanish. I don't know. That's not really what I'm talking about. But so she famously stopped being vegan. She's in the ex-vegan community now ate this eight ounces of salmon and then she also posted a video that got a lot of attention trying the carnivore diet for 30 days like shortly after she stopped being vegan she only ate meat for 30 days straight (laughs) and made a video about it at this point like I was not following her um this was after like years after so I don't know like how I would have reacted if she was somebody that I really followed at that point. Like if I would have felt betrayed, you know, um, I think that is just so clearly like this person has a really like not good relationship with food. Yes. You know, like that yes. is like, oh, okay. It seems like the raw vegan or veganness of your was not because you wanted to be vegan, but because you wanted to like follow some kind of diet that would, I don't know, change your life or whatever. You right. Know? Then you like jump to the absolute next direction after she had her like come to Jesus salmon moment, yeah. you know, yes. which like, I also don't deny like, Salmon is an, it's like, my mom was always like, it's brain food. It's so good for you or whatever. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I agree. Like maybe it's just the fact that she actually ate something. Right. Right. Because what I'm hearing is like, this diet 
requires it becomes a full-time job yeah like to the point where like I'm just thinking logistically if you're on the app trail you can't do like I don't see how you could do that like that would you would just not eat yeah and I think that and that's my understanding of what this is like people are probably just not really eating right um, um also they- I still have free the frugivore freely yeah. the banana girl I have her Instagram still up here and she's like so skinny and then she has like these huge fake boobs so funny <laughs> yeah yeah I mean the other thing about like raw food specifically right is that it has so much fiber and so you might feel really full um slash bloated slash gassy mm-hmm. um even though you might not be eating enough calories right mm-hmm. specifically on a raw vegan diet um but i think you're totally right about elise's relationship with food and there's also evidence that just in general she's a bit of a chaotic person um she also famously moved out of hawaii citing a severe mold allergy which people have criticized her for i don't deny right that she might have been having health problems with mold mm-hmm. But she also had very shady business entanglements in Hawaii. Specifically, her business was in bad standing with the Hawaii Secretary of State. Um, And she had personal issues with her housemates, which also might have incited her to move out of Hawaii. I also think it's really funny that people like looked up her business standing with the Hawaii Secretary of State. Um, But anyways, uh, now. Elise works as a mindset coach. That's the title she's given herself on LinkedIn. And she is somebody who like sells people fake courses about nothing. Mm. Um, How do we get I on? Need to get on that. Yeah. yeah. If I could synthesize um, what I've told you, you know, I would say like, I think a big thing too was like these people live adventurous kind of lives they live in exotic nice places they have a colorful life they participate in activities like I said they're close to nature um so to me that was like kind of aspirational a bit and felt maybe achievable as a lifestyle I don't know but like I said this was something I felt somewhat embedded in and it all felt pretty normal to me um but in reality obviously it is very niche and a very biased view I mean not even getting into like the community of people who live in a place like Hawaii and kind of like perpetuate a system that is predatory towards native people of a place like Hawaii um Anyways, this is just to say this was a rabbit hole that I fell down and now I see the light. But for a while, I did not really I couldn't contextualize this information. Her picture is still up. It's pissing me off. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. It's so crazy. It's so just to be in your mind or in anyone's mind, like to to go down the rabbit hole of just like. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I think it makes sense. Like I, I like to be healthy. I think about health and I mm-hmm. also like adventure and I think I'm also kind of attracted to like a spiritual living or like mm-hmm. a higher purpose that isn't, you know, God or Jesus y, but like, you know, I don't know. And I think like they're a- beautiful and hot. Yeah. And like, right. And like a gorgeous location. And I can see myself getting hooked on that too. Probably even now, just out of like shock, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then being like, maybe I should have more smoothies in my life, which like, if that's the only takeaway, great. I love a smoothie. But I mean, as with everything we end with, like, it's complicated. You have to balance, la, la, la. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Wow. And this is fully no judgment to you at all. This is my raw reaction to, like, the fact that people make content like that. But of course, of course they do. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also just so interesting to me. like. Obviously, we're not the same person, but we are like incredibly similar just by like, you know, nature of all the different kinds of people that could be out there. Like we. um, It's just to say that it's interesting to me that you have never been exposed to any content like this. No, literally never. Right. And how like even though we are similar in a lot of ways. The, the internet, like you said earlier, is, is like a really vast place. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things going on and a lot of deep things in those places. And anything that's marketed as like, this will fix your life. Like, I was just talking about 75 hard last night. Have you heard? Of oh, that? yeah, that's a thing, too like 75 days of working out like twice a day not drinking alcohol um and then there's like 15 different rules of things you can't do and then the last one is like read for five minutes a day yeah and it like has to be nonfiction, right what is that really a rule I I think I've heard that one no I believe you wait okay I want to look up the rules of 75 hard like people just make shit up yeah. Like, and that I guess that's what this episode is about. Like people someone just made up that Avril is dead and like what was the thing we were talking about like a couple episodes ago? Like oh the the first episode, like the ten thousand steps, like someone just made that up. Right. And they spread like wildfire. Yeah, because I'm like all for somebody like committing to a goal for 75 days. But it's like why but this, this isn't arbitrary goal. goal. It's like so many goals. It is a lot of goals. I'm just clicking on the first one that comes up. It's from today. Oh my God, I forgot about this part. Five daily tasks plus one overarching rule, which must must be executed consistently for the entire 75 days. If you (laughs) skip a day, you must start over. Right. I forgot about that part. Pick a diet to follow with no alcohol or cheat meals. You must choose a diet based on your goals and stick to it. La la la. Drink a gallon of water daily. Complete two daily workouts. Read 10 pages per day of a nonfiction book. <laughs> the book has to be a self development book of some kind and it has to be for personal growth. What the fuck? That's so narrow. <laughs> also, oh wait, this is so funny. I guess they like found the creator of it or whatever. 
And this is a quote from him, read the books. This is not entertainment time. This is not Harry Potter time. This is learn new stuff time. The book has to be a self-development book, some kind of of some kind it has to be for personal growth. He also stresses that it needs to be a physical book, not an ebook that you read on a phone or tablet. Oh my god. And then this one is take a progress photo each day. This is not just to show your physical transformation. Once you start getting some progress, fitness or business or anywhere else, you start to forget the little details as you go. These photos will help you remember the daily progress of your journey. Yeah, he encourages people to take photos that show their body, recognizing that this may be difficult, but that these photos are for you only. Andy Frizzella, creator of 75 Hard and host of the Real AF podcast. Sounds terrible. (laughs) He calls the plan he created a mental toughness program that is like an Iron Man for your brain. Whoa, dude. That, like, you cannot have children and do that. Yeah. Or, like, I guess you can't sleep. It has nothing to do with sleep. So true. It should be a sleep rule. But you can't even do that. You can't do 75 hard if you're actually going to get eight hours of sleep. Right. You just got to have no job. AKA be freely the banana girl. And that's just your job. Yeah. All of her Instagram videos were like her. I didn't watch them, but it's her in a grocery store. So I'm sure it's just her picking up stuff and being like, this is going to fucking kill you. Um, And she's in like low rise, bright purple leggings and like a tiny little bra. And her beautiful thing. I'm so glad so many people live in this world. I like. I learned a lot from you here today. And I you. Um, I felt shocked. I I I laughed, but I was honestly gasping a lot. <laughs> and I'm a little bit speechless now. I can't I, know. I, I didn't <laughs> I can't believe I didn't like put that together that it's like raw food. Yeah. I think I'll when be... I think of raw, I think of like raw meat. So I was yeah. like, what could be raw vegan? But it's like no, like raw vegetables yeah yeah I'll be curious to know if because right like I said like this is something I have like melted my brain about so I don't have context for like I'd be curious to know listeners just shoot me a text if like this is something you have genuinely never heard of um I because I would assume that people who are vegetarian or vegan have probably heard of it yeah but probably the other people of the world I'm realizing have never ever heard of this yeah I would like to know as well so please let us know send us yes. a yeah yeah speaking of follow how we live online on Instagram and you will get all the updates and little funny pictures and stuff and make sure you follow the podcast on Spotify or wherever you're listening and rate it and send it to a friend yeah anything else Joanna? that's it thank you so much for listening and supporting us on the other platforms mm-hmm.